Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. The uh, Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says all scripture is God-breathed. Actually, wait a second. Who... Um, ADHD. Uh, who's ever sat off on like a walk, especially this time of year? Sat out for a walk. They get sort of like 10 minutes in and realize they've not dressed quite appropriately. Anyone ever done that? No, just me. Okay, and about four of the people. Everybody else here has absolutely never made a mistake in their lives. Yeah, you guys always get it right. Yeah. It happens a lot, doesn't it? You sort of think, ah, you know what? It was a hat and gloves day. It was a hat and gloves day. And now my ears are like frozen to the side of my head. Or, uh, I don't know, other types of things. When you, I guess what I'm thinking about is it's easy to not be equipped right, isn't it? It's easy to not be equipped right. Segway, scripture. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the servant of God, that's us, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. See what I did there? So, <clears throat> as we listen to Rod, as he expands on what the Lord's been sharing with him and teaches us, let's really receive it because this is about us being equipped for life. This is about how to be equipped as those who serve the Lord in every facet of our lives, hopefully, so that we don't end up at work in a situation and think... I'm not equipped for this. <laughs> I'm not wearing the right clothing. This is where we can be equipped for the things that God has for us. Let's show some love to Rod. Thank you, Josh. Josh, not Josh, for anyone who's just met him. Okay, he insists upon that. <laughs> Good morning, brothers and sisters. Good morning, all those that are joining us online, Pastor Kate, Pastor Ali, having their line this morning. Um, so yeah, just welcome, and I hope you guys are going to be blessed by the Word of God this morning. So, according to what it says on our run sheet this morning, I'm supposed to start at 23 minutes past, but it's now 20 past or something like that, so I've got an extra three minutes on my preach, Okay. So please, Lynn, just add that to my preach. Because I always seem to run out of time. But this morning, I have got enough time. Praise the Lord. So, this morning, what I want to talk to you guys about is something that is close to my heart. Because it's something that I struggle with. So, five, six years ago, when we first came over to, to the UK, um, it was all of a sudden for us when we had to come here, okay, because it was kind of last minute and everything, but my work made all the arrangements for us. But the one thing that really stressed me out was the plane trip, getting on the plane and landing here. Okay, that stressed me out because you get all this, you hear people saying, oh, and you're going to land at Heathrow, they're going to check your things, they're going to see that you some illegal and they're going to send you back home. Okay, so it stressed me out. So 
I made sure that I had all the documents required, all the documents that we needed to have. And I made copies of all the documents. And in three separate suitcases, I put all these copies, just in case one of the suitcases goes missing, that there'll still be a copy somewhere. Because I was so stressed out, you know, that the passport or something is going to get lost. And because we're from South Africa, Lynn made sure she kept the passports close to her all the time, just in case someone robs us. Because that's always a concern for us, is getting robbed at the, the airport. Okay, I know you guys don't struggle with that. You don't think about that. But for us, that's a heartbreak that you're going to get robbed. Okay, we always have that at the back of our minds. Okay, so on that note, let's go to the Word of God. So I'm going to read this morning from Matthew 25, and it says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps... They took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. Did some of them become drowsy? No. All of them became drowsy, and all of them slept. But at midnight there was a cry, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. I, I don't know why I used this version. I should have used like another version that says like bridesmaids or something. Because I, I feel I shouldn't be saying virgins in this time and age. But yeah, that's just the, 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 virg, the version <laughs> I decided to use. <laughs> and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. For our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other girls came also saying, Lord, Lord, Open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. So Jesus tells him the story, and he ends the story saying, You do not know the day, and you do not know the hour. But he says before that, watch, therefore. So he's saying to them, be prepared. But in your preparedness, you don't know the day or the hour. For those of you who are on social media nowadays, you get loads of um, stories and things about end times because things have kicked off in the Middle East. So when normally when there's conflict in the Middle East, then suddenly you start hearing about end time prophecy and it's now, we're now moving into that age of end times. 
But here Jesus says, you do not know the day and you do not know the hour. Whatever's happening in the world right now, how close it might seem that we are in the end times. No one knows the day and no one knows the hour. But what can we do? We can prepare ourselves for the day and we can prepare ourselves for the hour. These 10 girls, they were all the same. All of them. But the Bible says, five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. In our lives, each and every one of us, every single day, we have got to prepare. If you've got kids, especially kids six years to 12 years, even older, every day is a struggle. Do you have your shoes on? Yes, I've got my shoes on. Come out. They don't have their shoes on. Is your bag packed? Yes, my bag's packed. Come out. Bag's not packed. Every single day, without fail, you ask them the same questions every day. And the same, every single day, you get the same response from them. But for me, I know I've got to ask them the questions. If I don't ask and I get to the school, they're not going to have their lunch in the bag. They're not going to have their water in the bag. And now suddenly it's my problem. Now I've got to run back home and get the stuff and come back to school because I didn't ask them every single day. Being prepared for us is a daily thing, a daily thing in your life. But when you look at this scripture, we've got, we've got to look at the whole scripture in context. Okay? So in this scripture, Matthew 25, before that, in Matthew 24, Jesus was on the Mount of Olives with his friends and the rest of the disciples. And someone asked him about the temple. And then Jesus starts explaining to them about the end times. Okay, he starts telling them what's going to happen in the end times. He teaches them about what's happening at the end of the world. Then he talks about judgment day. He talks about the sheep and the goats, um, how they're going to be separated. But in the middle of this, he talks about these 10 virgins. And this story comes right in the middle of the end time prophecies that he's saying to them. But this story is more highlighting being prepared, that there are five girls who are prepared, and you are five who are not. And he uses a very common event, which is a wedding. Now, some of you here, well, all of you besides those who are from Africa, knows that when we have a wedding feast, we've got loads of bridesmaids. We don't do one or two bridesmaids, okay? We normally end up with five to ten bridesmaids at a time. First of all, the girl gets five bridesmaids from her side. And the guy gets five from his side. And then there's ten. And all of them dress the same. Okay? All of them have got to do the same thing on the day. 
when I was much, much younger, they would come in dancing together as well, or walking to the beat. Uh, you just can't picture it, but I can picture it right now. Okay, so dancing was a big part of our wedding ceremonies. Okay, but here, they've got these 10. And at this wedding ceremony, there's two parts to a wedding ceremony in the Jewish calendar, okay? So first of all, there's the, the religious ceremony where the man and the woman, they are bound together as husband and wife. Then the guy has got to go out, he's got to go away and prepare a home for his bride. He's got to go and prepare a home for her so that he can bring her to her own home. You don't find that nowadays, do you? Sometimes we, we think about getting married, but not really preparing a home for the bride. We just think, oh, we're just going to get married, and then we'll be happy. Okay? You're in the Jewish ceremony. No, it wasn't. The guy had to go out first and prepare a home for her. So this guy goes out. He makes sure there's a home for her, and then he comes back. And then he fetches her. But the time it takes him to go and prepare the home was indefinite. It wasn't a day. It wasn't always a week. It could be much longer than that. And in that time, she had to wait till he comes and fetches her. So this is the context of this wedding ceremony. Okay? They were waiting for the bridegroom to come and fetch his bride. He wasn't coming to fetch the 10 bridesmaids. He was coming to fetch his bride. And if we look at this story, the bride would represent the church. Okay, the bride would represent the church. But when Jesus was telling the story, this wasn't for the church. When he was telling the story, he was telling the story for Jews. Because he was talking to his disciples were all Jews. The church wasn't established at the time. Sometimes we have to look at the context of the scripture. And the context of this scripture was he's talking to the Jews. And when you look at the story, this is called the Olivet Discourse for those who love that type of thing. Because he's talking on the Mount of, of Olives. They call it the Olivet Discourse. So he's talking to the Jews about what's happening. Okay, it wasn't really for us, but for us today, this can represent us. These 10 bridesmaids represents us and we are waiting for the bridegroom because we know that Jesus will come again. We know that. We know he is coming again and he's coming back for his church. But the question is, who are you? Are you one of the foolish or are you one of the wise? Are you one of the foolish bridesmaids or are you one of the wise bridesmaids? Are you prepared for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? Because I must tell you that we live our lives as if he isn't coming. We live our lives as if it's in some distant, distant future before Jesus will come again. So in the time that we have, we can do what Ever we want. We can live our lives as we see fit and not prepare ourselves for the coming of Jesus. 
all these girls, they all looked alike. They wore the same thing. They were all alike. You couldn't distinguish one from the other. They were all excited about the bridal procession. They had all brought their lamps. All of them. They all brought their lamps. All of them fell asleep. And that's a picture of the church. As we are sitting here, all of us are Christians. All of us, I hope so, can speak in tongues. All of us are saved. All of us has the appearance of what it is to be a Christian. But is all of us really prepared? Are all of us really prepared? Because five of them were prepared for the eventuality that their oil was going to run out. That the bridegroom might not be there in the time that their lamps were going to run out. But the other five assumed, do you know what? I'm okay. He'll be here soon. As we are sitting here, how prepared are you? Are you still daily struggling with the same sins? Are you still daily living in unforgiveness? Are you still daily thinking to yourself that you can do what you want, when you want, but when you come to church, you can look holy? Is, is that the attitude of someone who's prepared for the coming of Christ? If you think to yourself, if Jesus had to come right now, if he had to come right now, would you be prepared? Would he take you in with him in that bridal procession? Or would you be the one standing outside and he's saying to you, I don't know you. Can you honestly say to yourself, Lord, I know I'm ready for you. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I will go in with you. Or do you have a doubt right now as you're sitting here, as you're thinking about your life, as you're thinking about the moments after church, think to yourself, where am I going to? What am I going to do this week coming? Am I living my life prepared or am I ill-prepared for when Christ comes again? That's a hard thing, but this story talks about personal preparation. It's not your husband or your wife or your children or your pastor that's going to get you in. It's not. It's only you. It's you, your heart. Where is your heart this morning? Is your heart prepared? Can you honestly say, Lord, my heart is prepared. You can take me right now. You can take my wife right now. 
That's how prepared you are. Take my wife right now. It's like nervous over there. No, 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 Lord, not take him, take him. No, no. How prepared are we? The foolish virgins, they neglected their oil in their lamps. They neglected, they didn't check their oil. They probably thought that there was going to be oil where they were going to. They probably thought that they could get some oil from somebody else. But that's assumptions. We can't live as Christians with assumptions. We can't assume that the little that we do is good enough to get us in. That's why it's important that we get the word of God in our lives. Daily. Daily get the word of God in our lives. Not a little bit here and there. Not just on a Sunday come for the word of God. And then for the rest of the week, we live as if we're not Christians. Daily, we need to get this in our hearts, in our minds. That's how prepared you should be. That's how prepared I should be. Because I don't always do this. There's days when I wake up and I think, oh, I need to really wake up, go downstairs, read the word of God, be prepared for the day. And I think, it's cold. I'm just going to sit a little bit. And do it in five minutes. I'm just going to close my eyes for five minutes and then read. And then an hour later, I have to get up and go to work. Completely forgot. Wasted the time. Let's not be like that. Don't, don't be like me. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Find the time, the right time. To really sit under the word of God and prepare, not only for the coming of Christ, but to prepare for your day. Because there are people and things out there that is going to make sure that you're going to have a bad day. There are people who want to see you fail. I have to, I have to tell you this. There are people out there who wants to see you fail as a Christian. They can't stand that you are following Christ. So every day they want to test you. Every day they want to see you fail. Oh, if I swear around him, he's going to swear with me because that's banter. We can all do it together. Don't. Be a part. Set yourself apart. Have you checked your oil lately? Have you really checked your oil? Have you really taken a look at yourself and said, Lord, where am I right now? Am I where you want me to be? Or am I pretending? Has my lamp gone down? Has it gone low? Has it gone low? Do I need to, to just put some more oil in there? Don't let your, your, your oil go low. Are you living according to the word of God? And when Jesus returns, will he find you waiting faithfully? Sometimes, you know, we, we're so concerned about the world. You see everybody marching for 
marching for Gaza, the, march, the marching for Israel, the marching for Palestine. We're so concerned about other things, but we're not concerned about ourselves here. We don't say, Lord, deal with me first. But we want to take up, you know, we want to be out there with somebody else. Be out there on every other march. We've got an opinion on other things. But what is our opinion of ourselves? When we go through the word of God, then you see what God thinks of us. Because then we get challenged according to the word of God. That's, that's for me as well. So what are the ways that we can check our oil? I've got, I've got three things that we can check our oil. First of all, we can sometimes have good intentions, but no consistency. Good intentions, but no consistency. If you come into our house, you'll see a treadmill, you'd see um, weights, you'd see all this exercise stuff in our house. The treadmill is used for washing. <laughs> when you finish doing the washing, all the washing that is not on the line, the extra ones goes on the treadmill. It used to go on the bike, but the bike is gone now because we realize we don't need the bike anymore. But the treadmill is now used for washing. So we've had the good intentions to use the treadmill. Oh, we're going to use the treadmill every day because I need to exercise. I'm carrying a bit of weight, you know, so I'm going to start exercising. That was during COVID. It's two years later. And I can, ca I can count on one hand the amount of times I've gone on that treadmill. Good intentions. But I couldn't find consistency in it. And that's, a, that's the same for our spiritual lives. We have good intentions to read the Word of God, to follow the Word of God, but we're not consistent in the application of the Word of God. Let's find consistency. Read our Bibles and apply the Word of God every single day. Don't eventually you stand there and you, and you realize, oh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Because I've got a lunch plan for today. So I first want to see to that lunch. And, and that's so easy to know that because you think to yourself, I still, I still have time. I can still do this bad thing, this thing that God does not want me to do. I can still cheat on my wife just this one last time, and I can turn it around tomorrow. I can still watch porn one last time, and I can turn it around tomorrow. But what if Jesus comes right now and you in that thing and there's no time for you to turn it around. Secondly, 
and this is, this is me talking to myself, do not procrastinate. Procrastination is a killer. Procrastination means you're simply going to put it off for another day. You're going to keep telling yourself there'll be another day. Not today. Tomorrow, the next day, till eventually you look back and you see you actually haven't done anything. Have you, have you ever been at that point where you tell yourself, I, I have to, I'm going to study this year. I'm going to, I'm going to do something. To, you normally find it the 1st of January. The 1st of January is, is the best time for that. Do you know this year, I've got plans. I've got big plans. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you've got all these hopes and dreams. 1st of January, you maybe start. 2nd of January, stop. 3rd of January, 1st of June, 1st of September. Now we find ourselves right at the end of the year. If you could go back to the beginning of this year, think to yourself, if I could go back to the beginning of this year, what would I do different? What would I do different from today? Because I promise you, there's some things you told yourself in the beginning of the year that you ended up not doing. And now you're at the end of the year and you haven't done it. Check the oil in your lamp. Because all that happened was, it was burning brightly 1st of Jan. And then it went down and down. And you didn't take note of what was happening. And now we're at the end of the year. But there's still time. There's still time. As you live and breathe, you have time. You do have time. Thirdly, I wrote this thinking just about my entire life. Do not cram for the exam. Who's ever gone into an exam the day before and you thought to yourself, I can do this the day before the exam and you like just reading trigonometry, sine and cosine and all these things, theorem of Pythagoras, I can do this the day before. And none of those things come in the exam. None of it. Don't cram for the exam. Because that's not how life works. You're not going to find it was the bridegrooms, the, the bridesmaids all were asleep when they heard the call that the bridegroom was here. They were all asleep. All of them were asleep. There wasn't time for them to cram for the exam. There wasn't time for them to get ready because when it comes, you're not going to be ready. It's going to come at a time and an hour 
that you're not going to expect. You're not going to, but you can be ready for it. Don't think that you have enough time to suddenly cram the word of God into your life because you're going to find yourself outside and you're going to hear the words, I do not know you. As we're sitting here, I would love to see everyone at that wedding feast. Everyone. Wouldn't you want to see your husband or your wife there as well? Wouldn't you want to see your children at that wedding feast? Because sometimes we don't even think about getting the word of God in our kids. We think they're okay. If we're not showing it to them, who's showing it to them? All of us should expect, should want everyone else to be at the wedding feast. The, the band can come up. I have to just say, just at this wedding feast, the, the wise virgin says to the others, they're not going to give them any of the oil. And they tell them to go out to the marketplace to buy their own oil. Okay? So don't let anyone tell you that the oil is the Holy Spirit because you can't buy the Holy Spirit. You can't go out and buy the Holy Spirit. So if we look at the context of the scripture, Jesus is talking about the end times. So we think to yourself, why is it that right at the end, these ones, these girls, the foolish girls, were disqualified because they didn't have oil in their lamps why that seems quite harsh because they were like all the others to know that you have to go to Revelations 13 because the wise virgins tell them go out into the marketplace and go buy your own oil this is end times so they buy the oil and they come back and Jesus says, no, I don't know you. In Revelations 13, it says, this is talking about the second great beast. It says, he, the beast, has forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. So in the end days, the end times, these girls, when they went to go buy the oil, they had to take the mark to buy. And when they came back, because they had the mark on them, they were disqualified. So, so that is the context of end times. That is what happens when you are not prepared. Not all of us, unfortunately, might make it. But 
my prayer is that all of us are prepared. That we are prepared for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let your Christianity be something that makes you look upright. It makes you look holy. Use the tools that God has given you to sustain and replenish the oil in your life. So that when the cry comes, the bridegroom is here. You can get up in confidence. You can get up with confidence and go along with Him. In confidence. But today, prepare yourself. Prepare your heart. Prepare your mind. Always be prepared because we do not know the day and we do not know the time. Amen.